when I'm marketing a product or a service, I can very easily say like, I think this is the best product on the market and I'm comfortable in that. And that's easy to, you know, market from a place of like knowing that it's the best. But if, if I have to believe that I'm the best and I have to sell myself as if I am the best, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know that or feel that about myself feels very uncomfortable. Are you a mom with a story to tell, but not sure where to start? Publishing a book is kind of overwhelming. Now throw kids and babies into the mix and you got a lot going on, but that doesn't mean you can't build yourself a thriving author life. My name is Jackie and I'm a mom and an indie author and I'm here to show you how, step by step, to get your books written, published, and sold, even if the only time you actually have to write is during your toddler's afternoon nap. It's time to write like a mother with these moms write. Hey guys, it's Jackie. Are you a mom pivoting into publishing for the first time, possibly in your 40s like me, with zero background in the book industry? Maybe you have a career as a nurse or a teacher, or maybe you are a stay-at-home mom and have been chasing kids for the last 10 years. It can be intimidating to know where and how to start and what to pay attention to when you don't have a background in business. But luckily, there are moms out there that do. Last week, we got to see what starting out as a new author looks like from the eyes of an entrepreneur. If you missed that, definitely go back and give that a listen. This week, we look at what starting out as a new author looks like from the eyes of a marketer. Today's guest, Kate Shelton, is a mom and an owner of a digital marketing company who recently began pursuing her dream to publish thriller novels. In this episode, she shares how she approaches both the writing of the books and the selling from a marketing perspective. Please welcome Kate Shelton. Hello, Kate. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. So what are you most excited about? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I am most excited about to see if this will actually work. This is a great big experiment for me. I am trying to publish traditionally, just frankly, to see if I can do it. And so I'm excited to see where that goes. So far, it's gone nowhere, but I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm excited to see what the future holds. Awesome. Um, and you have a background in marketing. Yeah, that's right. So I own, I also own a digital marketing company. I specialize in helping small businesses, you know, meet their goals online through digital ads, um, social media, blogging, SEO, email marketing, um, kind of whatever they need. So I fit in with small businesses that definitely need marketing, but don't necessarily need a full-time person. So my background is in marketing. I've always had a slant uh, towards writing. A lot of marketing is writing. So Mm. pandemic, you know, sort of decided, made, made me just decide to see if I could write a full length book instead of a blog post. So here we are. So you have your own marketing agency and you've also have a long history of freelance writing, right? Yeah. 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 So I freelance a ton. Um, I've been a freelancer for six years. Um, you know, while it's marketing, I definitely do a lot of writing. I also write for several five magazines to be exact. So several articles a month, lots of blog posts. And I actually have a master's in creative writing. So I'm Uh not, uh, I'm not just writing out here on my own. I have a little bit of background in it, but obviously novel writing is completely different than marketing writing. Um, And I definitely noticed in some of my earlier drafts that like I was trying to sell people on like a serial killer and that's not (laughs) what I meant to do. So I kind of had to like tone down the marketing side 
turn up the creative side um, and switch back and forth, switch my brain on and off kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I feel that all that background in marketing and writing would make you really confident, like, yeah, I can do this. But does it seem like a different thing to you? Yeah, I mean, I think any business owner of any kind will tell you that like a lot of business owning is faking it until you make it. Um, and I have done that for the last six years owning an agency. There's been so many times over my career that I've just had to figure things out. I don't have a boss to ask. I don't have an adult or adult to ask. It is me. Um, and often I'm the one that my team is, you know, my freelancers are coming to. And so I think I think I do have that, you know, persona that I will figure it out because I have to. Um, and I think that's motherhood too, right? Like, does any of, do any of us know what we're doing? Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. So I'm, you know, constantly in a lot of categories, just uh, trialing and erroring. And I think writing is similar, you know, um, book publishing is similar. I think the one thing that I do have going for me is that I very much understand the marketing side of the book world, which, um, you know, that can be a big learning curve for people. And I think I'm already there in a lot of ways. Um, so I'm definitely leaning on my marketing background as I query and as I build my own personalities online and my own platforms online for myself. Um, so that is, I think that is a benefit that I have based on my background. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And what made you want to move into writing novels? Um, Great question. Well, I do have, I, like I said, I have my master's in creative writing. I think novel writing has always been a goal of mine. Um, but to be totally frank, during the pandemic, I was just super bored. I was at home with my kids all the time. I was trying to work. I taught my, you know, six-year-old or my five-year-old at the time, kindergarten online. Like I just needed something and that felt like a good creative outlet for me. And then mm. I got hooked. I think as most authors do, I just sort of, uh, it, it became a challenge. I want to, I want to see if I can accomplish it. Um, I just want to, it's like, I think it's like the next evolution of my career. Mm. Um, in a lot of ways, marketing has been great, served me super well, but I feel like I've sort of done it. I already own a business. I, I have a lot of great clients, like there's not necessarily up from here. Um, more money, sure, bigger clients, whatever, but there's no, I can't have a different title. Um, and so mm. I just want to see if I can do it. <laughs> Yeah, so you like the challenge that yeah. novel writing presents, and for sure, yeah, just learning a whole new industry. Um, you know, seeing what makes readers tick, seeing what re makes readers want to buy it. You know, obviously, I like figuring out how to sell things to people, and so <laughs> yeah, it's a good challenge. It's it's really fun, and and obviously, I'm also a big reader myself, so I've always liked books. Yeah. Absolutely. And as, as a marketer, did that impact your, because I feel like that is a unique background to come into writing with, because, you know, do you find that it's shaped what you write? I know you write psychological thriller. Yep. Yep. So I'm in the thriller category. And, and yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's back. I don't think anybody can write without having their background somewhat shape what they write. We all bring things to the table. Um, but I do think I'm a lot more analytical in terms of how I write. I notice what bookstagrammers hate. I really pay attention to the tropes that people are, you know, poorly rating. Um, and I think I write with the intention of getting good reviews, similar to marketing. Mm. You know, um, I know what makes people buy things in, in a lot of different industries. And so I, I want people to buy my books. I want people to like them. I want them to tell their friends about it. And so it's definitely, I definitely have an analytical marketing mind and that 
certainly comes out in the writing that I do. Hmm. I don't, I don't, I think I'm a creative person, but I'm also, I definitely have that other side of my brain that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always crunching the numbers too. Yeah, absolutely. It's like that come combined, like strategic mind with like the ID ideation, like creative. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I definitely, before I would ever, you know, put a book out there and I have written several now and I'm only working on one right now, but before I ever put a book out there, I think I would, I would personally, you know, really plan it out and make sure that it's, it's a marketable book. Um, I've written lots of things in my career that I like, but I know that other people probably don't care. And so, yeah, I'm working on marketable books for sure. (laughs) And can you give us an example of what that looks like in practice? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you follow any of the big Instagram accounts, uh, that book accounts, they all have tropes that they hate. For example, one of them Mm. is that people are really hating on the unstable woman right now. Any thriller with a woman that is, you know, a drug addict or mentally unstable or unfit, uh, any of those things, people hate that trope right now. While I think it's a, I think it's fascinating. And especially as a mom myself, like I'm fascinated by the mom that can't figure it out. I know that that's not what the writers or the readers want to read right now. Mm. Just the dead. Uh, It's been overdone. It's, you know, making people upset. So, you know, while I might personally find a story interesting in that category, I'm not going to write it right now because it's, I've heard loud and clear from many Instagrammers that they're over it. Mm. That's an example. Right. And in your own thriller, does that um, impact choices then about the characters that you include? Yeah, yeah. So definitely, I mean, obviously it's a psychological thriller, so there are some mental components to it, um, or else it wouldn't be in that genre. But I've tried really hard not to make those, um, you know, mental health things be the result of those tropes that people hate. So she's, Mm. my main character is not a drug addict. She's not, um, she's not a bad person. She's not in a terrible relationship. She's not um, getting gaslighted, anything like that. Right. So yeah, we'll see if it yeah. works. I don't know. I'm to be clear, I'm not yet published. I have not been picked up. So I could be totally off base here. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I think that is such a, a great um, um, aspect that you bring into your writing that I'm sure will serve you well. Like you said, you're early on, but that doesn't mean it's not gonna return on your investment. A little yeah. marketing speak there, ROI. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> someday. And do you do marketing for other authors? I have not actually yet picked up another author. Um, I worked on a a PR campaign once for a nonfiction book, um, but I wouldn't say I did her marketing. I did some more like PR work um, in relation to newspapers and things like that. And I haven't yet picked up an author sort of on purpose, just because in my practice, in my my agency, I'd never take competitors, just as a rule of thumb, as um, an honor code system, you know, pitting competitors against each other is not great for either one of them or me. And so because I've sort of taken myself on as a client, I have not taken on on another author, just because it basically breaking my own rules. Okay. that's not to say I won't ever do it. I wouldn't say like a thriller writer is in is in direct competition with, say, a romance writer. Typically, we attract different kinds of readers. So there's possibility someday that I would do it. But right now, I'm just doing it for myself. I'm my, I'm my own client currently. Yeah, that's a great position to be in. Yeah. And what has been for you the most challenging part about writing the novels? 
You know, I actually don't think writing them is that hard. I'm a very fast writer. I wake up very early mm-hmm. every single day. Pounding out a 90,000 word book for me is like a month long project. It's not actually that hard, which sounds really conceited. But the hardest part for me is editing, which I is surprising to me. I, you know, I get feedback from clients all day long. I give feedback all day long. And so I didn't really think it was going to be hard to hear, hard to take. Um, but it is really hard for me to motivate myself to make the changes from both my editor and beta readers. I just, it's not that I don't value their like, you know, thoughts and feedback. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to go back to it. I just want to carry on to the next step. So I'd say the editing has taken, it took me probably three weeks to write my book and it's now taken me six months to edit it. So editing. Three weeks. That's a lot of work. Worse. I'm impressed. Is it your background in being a freelancer that, you know, you're just like, oh, I'm just switching gears now to writing? Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I, I have a, calc- a, a tracker on my computer. Um, I average about 60 to 80,000 words a week total. Mm. And that's between my personal writing and my work. Um, and it's like anything. The more you do it, the better you get. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I got, I think I said this, I got my MFA in creative writing and I was also a young mom or I wasn't young. I had a new baby um, when I was doing that. <laughs> so I really had to hone my skills of like, I only had a little bit of time every day to do my classwork. Like I had to get fast or else the ship was going to sink. And so. Wow. And do you have any tricks on productivity? Like what's your, what's, what's your routine? Do you get up in the morning and early or in the night? I am not a night person. I really wish I was, but I'm not. So I wake up every day at 4 a.m. I write, I elliptical first and then to wake up. And then I write from about 4.40 to when my kids wake up at 6.15. For me, that's the quietest hour in our house. There's no distractions. Our dogs are still sleeping. Our kids are still sleeping. My husband is still sleeping. Um, I don't look at social media during that time as much as I'd like to. I just typically stay off. Yeah, I have, you know, I try really hard for no distractions. Um I just do it. I just get it done. I don't know if that's a good tip, but, and I know that doesn't work for everybody and everybody's schedule, but yeah, for me, that's what works best. I'm a, I am a morning person. And then the rest of my day starts. I have to get my kids ready and work. I work from home, which is nice. And then my kids are off school by like three 30. So after that, I'm pretty much done for the day. That's great. And how old are your kids? I have a six-year-old and two-year-old. So my six-year-old is in second grade, first grade. I'm sorry. She's in first grade. And my two-year-old <laughs> is in daycare. Okay. So my goes um, four days a week, except for this week, because she's been sick all week. But um, yeah, two days. she goes to school four days a week. And then I have a first grader, which feels really real. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Well, that's a great testament about what you can get done in a short amount of time. Yeah, I just, I, I can write fast. Um, in fact, I just had to replace my keyboard for the second time because according to AppleCare, I type too much. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> it wasn't actually funny that, that much because um, it takes them like a week to replace your keyboard. And yeah. yeah, it slows me down. So last week, needless to say, I did not write anything last week because I didn't have a computer. Oh wow, typing too much. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. I feel like they're gaslighting me for doing my job. (laughs) I know, right? They're like, slow down, Kate. I think you're a little too productive. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Whoa, But I type for a living. So yeah. So anyways, yeah, that's kind of my um, process. 
and I try to write every single day. Um, I give myself grace on days where my kids wake up early that, that kind of derails us. And then it's inevitable with little kids, we get sick a lot. Um, so if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm feeling really bad, I've learned for myself that forcing myself doesn't necessarily work. Um, sure, I can get the words out, but they're not great words. My brain doesn't work that great mm-hmm. when I'm sick. So those are my caveats. I don't necessarily work if I'm sick or if the kids get up early, but in general, right. seven days a week. Right. And so it sounds like um, getting the words out is no problem. And what about what fuels your creativity? I know that your book is about, um, you know, two sisters who have a podcast. Cool. I've got one too. (laughs) And then the copycat killer. I mean, maybe you want to tell the synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. So my book that I'm working on publishing right now or querying right now is, as you said, it's a book about two sisters. One is an author, one is a um, powerhouse business uh, person. They share a true crime podcast together. And the sister who is an author is, you know, relatively unknown. She's self-published, not successful, not terribly successful. And a copycat killer starts um, copying the plot lines of her books. And obviously, lots of media attention. Um, Her book starts to blow up, which has been a lifelong goal of hers. Um, But she has to figure out who's copying her books before it's too late. Mm -hmm. When you're producing so much, do you need to be really intentional about recharging your creative well, so to speak? No, that's a good question. I feel like in general, I, I don't think my creativity usually falters, which is a good problem or a good thing to have but what does happen to me is that I get pretty burnt out um Mm. you know it's a lot just to own a business and have little kids and um my husband my husband happens to be a provider so he's sort of the busiest he's ever been in his career right now um so yeah I mean I get burnt out I go to bed extremely early so that I can wake up early I read um I have a really great group of girlfriends that I can spend time with. Um, mm. I don't know that I have another creative outlet. Like I know a lot of authors like also paint or sing. I'm not, I'm not good at any of those other things. This is my <laughs> one, <laughs> my one skill, my one hat. Um, but yeah, I do. I mean, every, I think everybody gets burnt out. Um, I'm lucky to live where it's really beautiful. So I try to walk outside if I'm, you know, feeling really tired or, and I also have a Starbucks addiction. I won't lie. Um, <laughs> I really like Starbucks. I feel like it's just like a little bit of self-care. Gives me like that extra juice in the afternoon. The the book that you just described sounds like really exciting. And are all the others, are they also in that, that genre? Like around yeah. that topic? Yeah. So I sort of, I, I think I'm going to stick with the thriller genre. I wrote one book in like an apocalyptic sort of vein. Um, turns out I'm not that good at that because that topic scares me for some reason. Uh, serial killers are fine. Apocalypse is scary. Um, but yeah, so all in the thriller genre, the first few that I wrote, I think were just practices, um, really learning how to write a book. Mm. Get- of my tone and my tense and my point of view down I think those are just going to remain on my google drive I don't think they're good for much at this point um so my fifth attempt is, is the one that I'm currently marketing now uh, mm. that I feel most uh, promising that one feels the most promising and I just started recently a, another book um in the thriller genre and I'm about two-thirds of the way done writing it and does it have, because I feel like I can see some themes from your background, you know, marketing and podcasting and you're an author, you're in your journey, like, and there 
some overlap between that and the book that you described. Is that a common theme for your for your next one? You know, that would probably have been smart to like write a sequel or um, keep that same genre or like that those same themes going, but I did not. It's totally different <laughs> about um, a mom who goes missing and her her adult daughter search for her. So same, same sort of that plot twisty um, thriller-esque, but uh, unrelated to me. It's about um, open source searching, if you're familiar with that. It's a kind of a new frontier where people can use um, databases and cameras and things on the web to track people down. Um, which is that happens in real life. So it's about this daughter who lost her mom when she, whose mom vanished when she was a kid. And now she's using this open source. Um, she's really honed those skills and she's, she finds other people, but she's mostly trying to find her mom. So, oh, but I feel like that is similar. Like it's not, yeah. you know, it's like uh, digital literacy. True. True. It is similar in that. Um, I guess I, you know, obviously I'm pretty computer savvy. Uh, so yeah. I guess and pull some of that from there. Um, and, and probably back to that analytical talk in terms of, um, you know, I think this is a trending topic, you know, open source mm. is pretty, um, it's, it's kind of up and coming, people are interested in it. Um, people are, you know, really able to now use their DNA to track people, um, things like that. So yeah, I mean, so it has those same themes, yes. Yeah, I think that's so neat how you're being aware of what themes are are trending and then infusing that with your plot and also your just your your way of working, which is really very much as a digital native, someone that is like integrating that into the the plots as well. Yeah. Terms... Yeah, or at least that's what I'm trying to do. We'll see. We'll see yeah. if it pans out. <laughs> well, I'm intrigued. I wanna know if she finds the, her mom. Yeah. Have you decided yet? Are you, do you know? I, yeah. So, you know, because I am a very analytical person, I definitely plot the whole book out before I start writing, oh. um, which okay. I know is different from some authors. Some just sort of see what happens. Um, so yeah, I do have it plotted out. I won't give away the end in case it ever you know, <laughs> it's in your seller list. Um, but I suppose I reserve the right to change if the characters go awry, um, if something happens, but yeah, I think I think it could it I think it has potential and I think I've learned um especially because my first book went through the developmental editing process and I had some beta readers. I think my second one is getting better in terms of like seeing some of those holes uh the first go around instead of taking 6 months to edit. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if that is true. Right. Um well, it sounds like you're really on an exciting path as someone with this amazing background in marketing, which I, I feel like is such a one of the biggest challenge for indie authors is how to market. I'm curious why you aren't choosing the indie author road, because I feel like it would be really a lot easier for you than most because you have the marketing background. Yeah, it's such a good question. And I, I definitely have spent a lot of time thinking about it. I, I have utmost respect for indie authors. I think they're incredible humans and doing such cool things in the world. Uh, and because of my love of technology, like it is amazing to me that like indie authors can even exist, you know, that there is this system for them nowadays. Mm -hmm. And I definitely won't say that I will never do it. And I might, um, 
and I, you know, have sort of the pieces in place to do it in terms of my own profiles, my websites, email lists, those kinds of things. I just mm. mostly have zero chill. I'm not, a, if, you, if you can't see by any of this, I am not a chill person. <laughs> There's nothing about me that's chill. Um, so I just want to see if I can self, if I can traditionally publish. Mm. Just right. You like the challenge, but it sounds like you also just intuitively are building up, like you said, all of the pieces that you yeah. you do need as an as an indie author. So you're not relying on traditional publishing, but you are are shooting for that at the same time as multitasking and building up your Instagram and your newsletter and your website and all of those pieces. And I honestly think even if I traditionally publish, I'm going to have to do a lot of marketing mm -hmm. myself. I think um, that's one thing that's really shifted uh, in the last, you know, five to 10 years of publishing is that regardless of whether or not yourself or traditionally published authors are just responsible for a lot of marketing these days. Um, so either way, I think those pieces will serve me well. And I might take both. I might try them both out and see which one works better for me. Yeah. And just go from there. But yeah, I mean, I like both models. I think they both have legs. I think I'm fascinated by the whole thing. So I don't know. I don't know where the journey will take me, but I'm, I'm trying traditional first just to see if I can do it. Mostly, mm -hmm. I just want to see. And if it doesn't work out, um, I don't ever think indie publishing is like my, it's like a fallback. I think it's, it's valuable on its own. It's not a second choice. It's just another option. Having come into um, the book industry from another industry, what surprised you most about how marketing is different? I think the hardest thing to overcome is that I've always marketed products or services, whereas book book world feels a lot like marketing myself. So, mm. you know, it's a lot more about relationships. It's a lot more about whether or not people like me as a person, if they like following me, if they're interested in my life mm. versus are these, you know, shoes great? Are these <laughs> this? home service provider good at what they do. Um, so this feels a little trickier in that I just have to put so much more of myself out there, which mm -hmm. I'm not opposed to, but I actually don't think I'm like highly interesting. Um, you know, <laughs> so I'm like constantly like, okay, I gotta like, you know, how am I going to be funny? Come on, like, let's get it together. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably the biggest difference is that, you know, of course, I'm hopefully someday I'll be selling a book, but I'm definitely also selling me and selling my persona, selling my, my brand, me as a person. Um, so you've been thinking a lot about that recently in terms of like, you know, what, what do I want to share with the world? What do I want people to know about me? How much am I comfortable sharing? Um, those kinds of things. And I always want to be authentic and, and full of integrity. And so I never want to, you know, fake the good or fake the, fake the overly good. Um, so yeah, it's just like an interesting um, thing that I've never really had to confront with any of my clients before. Yeah, that's so interesting. It, Cause I think that is the scariest part for indie authors is there is a lot of uh, introverts that are naturally, you know, writers. And so until they have to turn around and be in front of the camera is a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah. But I, it's funny that you say you're not fascinating because I'm like, whoa, you have your own like agency. That's so fascinating. Like for me, you are super fascinating. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. And I think everybody probably feels that about themselves, right? Like that my life has become routine. I've been an agency owner for a long time. So that you know, for me, it feels routine, whereas hopefully outsiders feel less that way. At least that's what I hope. <laughs> 
we'll see. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's part of what makes marketing so challenging for authors. It's like with your voice, you don't think there's anything special about your voice because it's just like how you think. But in fact, it's voice that sets apart us apart. And it's similar with, you know, marketing, like your whole persona, right? Like you think there's nothing special about you because we're all like so close to it, but that's the biggest thing that we need to do as marketers mark, you know, marketing ourselves is to be able to step back and say, this is, this is what's unique about me. And I'm going to own that. And I'm going to like celebrate it. And, um, and that's really what the, the marketing is about, but it is really hard to step back. Yeah. I think the imposter syndrome is like really real for me yeah. and the other authors, you know, when I'm marketing a product or a service, I can very easily say like, I think this is the best product on the market and I'm comfortable in that. And that's easy to, you know, market from a place of like knowing that it's the best. But if, if I have to believe that I'm the best and I have to sell myself as if I am the best, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know that or feel that about myself, that is really tricky. Um, it feels really hard to show up in a space where and call myself an author when I'm not yet published. I know it's important because obviously I have to get my name out there and, and start these things early. But when you're not yet an actual author, it feels very uncomfortable or can feel uncomfortable. And so that's something I've had to mm -hmm. think a lot about and sort of work through and battle through is that like, I'm I'm worthy to be in this space. I can be in this space. I can call myself an author, um, those kinds of things. So I th yeah, I think there's just this whole level of like, as we're saying, like promoting ourselves uh, as the author is harder than promoting a product or a service for sure. The bad news, Kate, is I don't think it changes after you've <laughs> published. I think it's still hard from my conversations and just from my own experience, I, I totally get that feeling of, you know, when I'm promoting a podcast episode, for example, if it's your quote, I'm like, woohoo, this is awesome. Look what Kate said. It's so insightful. But if it's, do I do that with my own words? Mm, that feels weird, but it shouldn't, right? Because that's part of, you know, owning our, our space and owning our voice. But yeah, that's, it's hard to do that much easier to cheer on someone else or something else. It's a good mm. challenge. And it's a good challenge. And obviously, indie authors uh, and traditionally published authors have figured it out because there are some excellent ones out there. So totally. yeah, it's just like learning and growing and emulating and faking it till you make it quite frequently. Quite frequently. Yeah, fake it till you make it. That's like, I need that on a shirt. That's pretty much what I say about most of the things. Yeah. That could be your agency tagline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily admit that to my clients. Like I'm going to Google how to do what you're asking me to do. <laughs> but sometimes. You know, you have to write a, a novel about an agency owner, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, we are an interesting breed of people. <laughs> yeah. Mom, do you like that word, mom, mompreneur, or do you feel more like girl boss? Oh, I don't feel like either. Okay. Um, honestly, mostly my toddler is like my boss, so <laughs> that's true. 
She mostly calls me Kate, so I guess that's what I go by. Ah, that's so cute. Kate. (laughs) So what advice would you give yourself? Yeah, I would say, you know, mostly just giving myself the freedom to go for it. I've I've thought about writing books for a long time, and I had always wanted to do this. I started my, you know, bookstagram account like four years ago. Um, And I just really in the last like few months really stepped up and started actually doing it. So, yeah, I mean, just telling myself that like, it's okay to try, it's okay to fail, like it's okay to try new things. Um, it's okay to juggle many balls. I think I was you know, really afraid of owning an agency, having kids, having a spouse, and then starting a book, you know, or a book project. Um, yeah, just telling myself that like, I am capable of, turns out I can keep all these balls in the air. Like sometimes dinner falls, but that's about it. Like mostly I get everything done and, um, laundry laundry also fails but um, <laughs> those are optional no those are optional but I mean like you know just I, and I would say that to anybody else too that's listening in like I think we're we're more capable than we think we are and we should give ourselves a little bit more credit and that my dreams are worthy too like I you know I put a lot of effort into supporting my husband's career and my kids um, but also what I'm doing is cool and worth it too absolutely and where can people get in touch with you? Yeah, you so you can find me at Kate Shelton Author on all all platforms, pretty much. Um, TikTok, Instagram. My website is kateshelton.author.com. I have an email list if anybody wants to sign up. I don't actually actively email anybody, but someday maybe I will send send out some news if there is any to share. Um, yeah, Kate Shelton Author, and I'm, my DMs are always open if anybody has any thoughts or questions not that I have the answers but I'm there to chat yeah that's great thank you so much for coming on the show today yeah thanks for having me this has been excellent yeah super fun okay so here are the top takeaways number one joining book talk and bookstagram and really being part of those communities can give you a really good insight into what tropes or elements are hot and are not, such as the drug-addicted female main character. And that can provide you with really powerful insight into plotting a novel that actually sells. Number two, whether you plan to publish independently or go the traditional route, it's very likely that you will be required to do some marketing. So set yourself up for success now by getting the basics down, a website, a newsletter, and socials. And number three, when it comes to marketing and presenting yourself on socials, be authentic, be yourself, and try to identify a few elements that you really want to focus in on, things that are unique to you. Number four, imposter syndrome is real, but Kate and I are both giving you the permission right now to be your own cheerleader. And number five, you are capable, you can do this. Never underestimate the power of a mom. Well, one of the topics that came up in this show with Kate was Bookstagram. We didn't go into it too much detail, but since our talk, Kate has really gone full on and has built up over 8,000 followers uh, by engaging with the Bookstagram community, which 
of course, is amazing because those are future readers. If you are interested in learning more specifically about how to build up your community on Bookstagram, shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook so I can get a sense of whether that is a topic that we should be returning back to and getting more details on. Thanks so much for listening. As always, if you can rate or review my podcast on Apple or Spotify, that helps me bring in more amazing people like Kate onto the show. I'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, happy writing.